When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog My sweet Audrina all growed up This week on the podcast V.C. Andrews's White Fern The sequel to My Sweet Audrina Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay K. Ty. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And welcome to our 100th episode. Episode 100. 100. Welcome. It has been just a little over two years. Yeah, it's been. Yeah. Two years since we, we started, started this. <laughs> we talk about books and then we became friends. <laughs> well, I kind of lost that in the middle there. <laughs> mm. Yep, our birthday, our second birthday was July 13th. Yeah, terrible twos. And here we are, 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's been quite oh, a ride. Wild. And of course, wild we, ride. we thought to ourselves, well, we have to read the sequel to My Sweet Audrina for our 100th episode. Yes, we definitely planned that. It wasn't just a thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps it did just happen and we were like, what a great coincidence for us. Um... But, I mean, I was not as thrilled to read this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that the case? <laughs> That's weird, because I loved it. I thought it was an amazing book. That it was well-written. Not problematic. Yeah. Definitely captures the tone of the original. Mm-hmm. I thought it was flawless. Mm-hmm. I'd read it again. Uh-huh. I'd recommend it to my grandmother. Did you think it was the perfect length? I thought it was such a good length. Yeah. Did you think it was like, did you think that it like didn't sound at all like the voice of a Goosebumps child? I definitely thought that it did not sound at all like the voice of a Goosebumps child. I definitely thought what it did really well was nail tone and location. Yeah. I definitely thought that. Yeah. I definitely felt that all the characters were true to the original. Yeah. To the first book. Did you feel like, like, so like this book, you know, Mm -hmm. like is written by a ghostwriter, but Uh like, did you feel like this ghostwriter had read My Sweet Audrina? I did feel that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're fucking lying. Uh, Psych. Psych. We hated this book. (laughs) I fucking. Hated this I hated this book, book a Fuck lot. Fuck this fucking book. This book sucked. To the ends of the earth. I thought that my sweet Audrina was traumatic, but th- it was a good read. It truly was like this ghostwriter did not read my sweet yeah. Audrina in like 30 years. Well, because it was weird because like we're instantly introduced to Arden, who it, with no explanation really is drastically different than what Completely he was like in My Sweet Audrina. A different and person. Way one note. So annoying and boring. All he does is tell Audrina to sign the papers mm-hmm. to give over the 51% stake in her father's stock, stock brokery. Sure. 
even her father was not the same person and no. he was dead since the book opened. It, the also, book opens with his death. There's so much in this book of like, in case you didn't remember, uh, these things happened in the first book. Like there was but a lot in of the like clumsiest way. So it was like a book report. Yes. It was like, and then this. It's like, because back then my father was telling me I was the second Audrina and not the first. And I felt jealous. Anyway, Arden was pushing me to sign the papers to write over the 51% stake in his stockholdery to mm -hmm. him. Yeah. But uh, if my Aunt Elsbeth were here, she would be saying this. My Aunt Elsbeth was mean. She's Vera's mom. Okay. The Vera thing. The total lack of Vera hate. I know. Weird, in right? In this book makes no sense. Yeah. There isn't what... All right. In case you guys have not listened to our Sweet Audrina episode. First, listen to it. First, listen to it. Here's a brief breakdown of my Sweet Audrina. Sure. There's a girl. Her name is Audrina. The story of a girl. Sorry, I don't know why there's like <laughs> a certain era of songs stuck in my head right now. Are you listening to I Love the 90s? Yeah. <laughs> or like, now this is what I call 90s music? <laughs> no, that's what I call 90s. <laughs> it... And she, she thinks she's seven, but actually she's nine. And her family tells her that nine years before she was born, she had a sister who was also named Audrina, but she was killed in the woods. And her dad was trying to get her to be like her older sister, Audrina, like the first and best Audrina, where she is the second and worst Audrina. Big shock. It turns out that she actually is Audrina. Yeah, she they've is just, Audrina. Like, they just There's gaslight only her one. forever. They just gaslight her for truly forever. Yeah, forever. For like 15 years. And like every detail in the house is gaslighting. Like yes. it's like the clocks are always wrong. The calendars are always wrong. They never let her know what year or day or month it is. They keep all newspapers away from her. Yeah, they're constantly, they're trying to make it so, because she's actually nine when the book starts. And they're trying to make it seem like they're speeding up time. Mm -hmm. so and they tell her all the time, oh, you have a Swiss cheese memory. Mm -hmm. And so they do things like, oh, we have a weekly tea party, but then they'll hold it twice a week. Yeah. To try to confuse her and make her think that two weeks have gone by. And her cousin, Vera, who is actually her half-sister cousin, is horrible to her. She finds out when she realizes she's the only Audrina she finds out that actually she was raped in the woods mm -hmm. and her family was trying to make her forget that so she would go back to untraumatized Audrina. And then it turns out that Vera arranged for her rape in the woods because she was jealous. Mm -hmm. And then Vera falls down some stairs and no, dies. No, but before that, she kills Arden's mom. She kills, doesn't she kill multiple people? Doesn't she, she kills, kill her mom and Arden's does mom? She, does she kill Aunt Elizabeth? I think so. Yeah, she pushes her down the stairs. So she pushes her mom. Down the stairs. She pushes Arden's she mom pushes down the stairs. She pushes Arden's mom down the stairs. She has a miscarriage and throws the miscarriage, the miscarriage at, at her, her mom. mom in anger and sleeps with Arden. Yeah. Tries to pull the plug on Audrina when she falls into a coma. Yeah. Then tries to run away with Arden. Arden says no. Turns out she arranged for Audrina's rape. 
and Adrena's dad gets really mad, chases after her. Vera falls down the stairs and dies. Mm-hmm. So like everyone falls downstairs and dies. In and these she's books. just like, and Vera has brittle bone syndrome. So she's constantly yeah. like breaking her bones and she falls down the stairs and she's like a glove full of marbles as yes. she's done. And if you are at all familiar with our cunt scale, you know yeah. that the highest form of country is hashtag all caps Vera. Yeah. Vera is the pinnacle of being a horrible cunt. Yeah, she's super, super mean and a murderer. Yes. She's okay. mean and she's a murderer. So the book ends with Audrina. Oh, also Audrina has this little sister. Sylvia. Who was born pr- premature, Sylvia, who is um, mentally handicapped. Yeah, she's described as like slow, but I think, yeah, it's, it's like she's like, like developmentally disabled Yeah, or she's developmentally and mentally disabled. When she's too, like, Audrina has to teach her things very carefully. Like, Vera tries to blame people falling down the stairs on Sylvia. Yeah. Sylvia's the one who saves her from the plug getting pulled on her. And also, like, they, yeah, Sylvia is the one who saves her. Mm -hmm. But also, like, they, the family, like, does not treat Sylvia right. Like, they put her in an institution until she's two. And, like, the dad, like, wants to keep her there forever. Yeah. But Um, Audrina keeps insisting on meeting her. Yeah. But and Sylvia then, has chameleon hair like her. Yes. They have chameleon hair. It can <laughs> appear to be any color. It can be like gold or it can be like russet. <laughs> russet? Russet. What is russet? Like brown, like, oh. like a potato. <laughs> oh, like a russet she has potato. potato hair. She can have potato hair. She can have, potato she can have hair. sunshine hair. Sunshine hair. She can have um she can like have miscarriage hair. hair. She can have miscarriage hair. Yeah. So the book ends with Audrina being like, you guys are fucked up. Like, she just dug up her empty grave. Yeah, and she's like, it, dang, no one's buried her there. Her family took her to her fake Audrina grave once a week. And they would always be like, that was the better Audrina. Like, it was like, try to be up. like, try to be like real Audrina. Here, sit in this rocking chair and rock, rock, rock until all of Audrina's gifts fill you up like an empty pitcher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's and nasty. all it really was was her creepy ass dad. Yeah was, and his name was Damien, was trying to get her to remember only the good memories. How does the rocking chair make that happen? I'm just saying in like, if we're like, mm, (laughs) logically. It's basically, or he was trying to get her to remember what happened without associating herself with those memories. So it was like, it was like Scientology, how you hold the cans and you just have to keep repeating the memory over and over as you remember more and more details and then it's like the charge is removed from those from that memory mm. and you no longer are so emotionally attached to that memory blah blah sure. blah that's how Scientology works by the way great I think you've uncovered the secret <laughs> yeah um that's what auditing is <laughs> holding on to cans you hold cans cans of what? have a charge just these little metal cans and it's supposed to register the electricity that flows through your body does it mm-hmm. and then if you have a memory and you have a big emotional reaction to that memory it's called the e-meter oh right the right, auditor right. The on the other yeah. side watches to see if the needle moves if the needle moves they ask you to go back and describe it over and over again until the me- needle doesn't move anymore and the By purpose the way, of this is to do what um get rid through of trauma get yeah get rid of your reactive mind oh until you are just your analytical mind Mm. By the way, I say all this as though I believe it. I don't. I was a Scientologist for a brief period when I was 16. No longer. 
left it at 16 as well. I'm just letting you know that that's what Damien's doing with that rocket yeah. chair. Yeah. No, it's totally Which true. Is he's auditing her. Yeah, he's auditing her. And he's also, though, he also, like, wants her to have, like, all the, like, lightness and, like, innocence of Audrina. Like, the gifts are that. Yeah. But he, she can't have that. No, because she suffered a trauma. She's yeah. a different person. But he doesn't want her to but be. But he's trying to turn her back into herself. Yeah. Because that Audrina looked at him and loved him and, and didn't have problems with men. Yeah. Because she was gang raped by a group of boys. Yeah. And so she didn't trust men anymore, including her dad. Yeah. And so he was trying to rocking chair audit her. Yeah. Yeah. So the book ends with Audrina going, fuck this. I just uncovered the fact that there is no body in that grave. And my husband raped me on top of that grave. Yeah. It's a fucked up book. So she's about to leave. And then out of nowhere, for no she fucking looks reason. Back and she's like, oh, I got a premonition that something terrible was going to happen to Papa and Sylvia would be blamed for it and end up in an institution. So she turns back and she goes to stay married to her horrible husband, Arden, and take care of her fucking father and little sister. Also, and that's how the book ends. That never comes into play like the prophecy thing no that was it gonna be never a complaint happens. i had i was like what the fuck we never hear about that again no basically okay in this book there like four things happen yeah it's mostly like remember back in the day when vera was a real fucking monster and except but, it's more like oh i felt so, so sorry bad for, for her vera. but we know what we know about vera yeah so she's the worst so it's all like, so now it's Audrina's like grown up. She's married to, to Arden, living mm -hmm. in the house. Dad's just died. Papa just died. Yep. They're talking about him as though he's a completely different person. Very weird. They never talk about how manipulative he was, how he like, how fucked up it was that he made her sit in this chair. Mm -hmm. Like there are slight, it's. It's sort of, Arden is like, get rid of the chair. It's really messed up how your dad did that. But it is never really discussed how fucked up it was also like i know that audrina is like indoctrinated into this fucked up family but like when she gets assigned the 51% share in the in her father's company and arden's like um you've got to sign it over to me because like i'm a man and men do this her reply is like how could you go against what Papa wanted? Like, that's her. Like, she's like, yeah. no, we can't do it because that's what Papa wanted. And it was like, Papa always told me that I was capable and I could do anything I set my mind to. Yeah. So then do it. Then do it. Then do it. Then be it. Stupid little idiot. She's such a little idiot. She doesn't do anything the whole book. She the whole do, book. She, she again lets herself be manipulated and and like actively takes part in a huge ruse. Oh, my God. That reflects that what was done to her. Ruse was it Crazy. is bananas. Okay, 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 okay. So, Audrina, she's yes. got her sister, Sylvia, who grew up and is hot. So hot. And it is such a fucking cheat. Yeah. That she's like, she's dumb, but she's dumb like a, like anybody would be dumb. Yeah. Like anybody could be this dumb. She's yeah. dumb like a dumb person. Yeah. She's not like... She's not developmentally disabled. She's just a fucking idiot. Yeah. It's it's weird because they're like... Um, it's uh, like their version of developmentally disabled in this is uh, perfect physicality. 
Yeah. The ability to do everything. Yeah. And being Amelia Bedelia and taking everything literally. Yeah, that's it. She just like takes things literally. And she like doesn't understand what people are saying to her and forget stuff. And like they, you know, they're just so pretty. They're just like, you know, uh, they're, they're perpetuating any like any inability she has to understand things. It's because they shelter her and don't teach her things. Yes. Like if they had sent her to school, I think she would be like the same as Audrina. Yeah. The way that she's written in this book, yes. Yeah. In My Sweet Audrina, she was act- like, she would be drooling. Yeah. She couldn't, like, her motor functions didn't work. Uh, yeah, I remember that. She had a hard time learning words. It took her a really long time to learn to walk. Yeah. But in this book, there was she's... an actual disability there. She's just a... In this book, she's just like a Barbie. Yeah, she's just like a really dumb, pretty girl. Yeah, she's so hot. Everybody wants to fuck Sylvia. Yeah. Like everybody. Like truly everyone. Truly everyone. And everyone does. Does. Tries. Tries. Uh, Just one. The teacher, he doesn't. We thought he did, but then he super fucked up. Here's the, okay. So, okay. So this is the thing. Mm Audrina is like, I have to take care of Sylvia. Sylvia, you like art. I'm going to have you take art classes, but they're going to be private and they're going to be here and you're not, you're still not going to go to school. Yeah. Sylvia's like, fine, I'll do art classes. <laughs> Except that that's not her response. Her response is, <laughs> I want chocolate biscuits. That's right. <laughs> All right. She's like, <laughs> Audrina also, like the things that she would get mad about when she was like, no. Chocolate, you messy little bitch. Chocolate biscuits are going to get all over your face. You gotta, you better make vanilla. Yeah. And, and she's like, but I like chocolate. And she's like, you would, you dirty little, you dirty little, <laughs> you messy. I don't per- want you embarrassing me. Perfect breasted <laughs> sister. Because has been run ragged by the world. I know. So she doesn't let her make chocolate biscuits for this teacher. And so um, then when the teacher shows up, all she fucking talks about is chocolate biscuits. I know. That is not. A disabled person. Yeah. I just felt like... just a dumb weirdo. I just felt like this... You know what the thing was? I don't think this book... (laughs) I can't believe I'm about to say this. Was uh, like sensitivity read because none of it rang true to anything. No. Like nothing... It was barely a story. Oh, not even. Like things happened, but there was no arc. There was no building of tension. Yeah. It was... Uh, Adrena has a sister that's hot. Uh-huh. Arden starts kind of being like really nice to the sister. Uh-huh. She finds the sis- She Audrina, finds Sylvia. You fucking idiot! I know she's you stupid idiot. They're like he's being nice to her all of a sudden. He used to be so mean to her, and then uh, she finds Sylvia like naked in her room twice. Twice, and then like her Arden like gives her these like tranquilizers. And she keeps seeing like Arden like whispering through the door to Sylvia. Meanwhile, Sylvia during the day is like, Papa's been speaking to me at night. Yeah, Papa says a baby's coming. Oh my God. Then Papa told me to draw the baby. Oh, I know. She's like Ralph Wiggum dumb. That's what it and is. And then the baby looked at me. <laughs> the baby had red eyes like fire. Um, and I looked at the babies and one of the babies smiled at me. And then... Oh, and then, um, oh, yeah, then, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sylvia starts, like, glowing. Yeah. And Audrina still. Suddenly, she's like, wow, her breasts are 
even better. It's very weird. She's like, like well, she, I thought she was well endowed and beautiful before, but, but now, now more so. Her breasts are globular. Her <laughs> eyes are bright. Her hair is so chameleon. She so looks chameleon. straight up so selfie. Fuckable. Yeah. Like I rate my I rate my sister 100% fuckable. <laughs> 10, out of 10, 10 out of 10 would do fuck business. So she also, okay. Oh, m- meanwhile, she's like, you're going to take art class. Teacher comes in. He's like, wow, your sister's beautiful. Like, it's like the first thing he says. He's like, she's beautiful. And she's, and like, she's like, do you want chocolate biscuits? And he's like, you're beautiful. She's like, great. Fuck you. It's your fault. I can't have chocolate yeah. biscuits. And the whole time, Audrina's like, what? Like, Sylvia, you're embarrassing me. I know. So then, like, she walks in on the art teacher, I think Mr. Price, mm-hmm. drawing Sylvia naked. Mm-hmm. She's His screams. wife's excuse for that, I at the end of the book, is so not. fucking stupid. I hated his wife. I was like, first of all, how dare she go over there? Fuck you. Yeah. How, how dare? dare? She. Okay, so, okay. so we keep so learning throughout back, the book. Back. Okay, back. Price, 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 Price. He's drawing her drawing nude. Drawing her naked. Uh, Audrina chases him out. He's like so embarrassed. He's very embarrassed. He's like, but he like just appreciates beauty so much. And she was just like too beautiful. He couldn't help it. He had to draw her naked. And then she asks Sylvia, did he touch you? And she's yeah. like, mm, yeah. Did he touch you down there? She... Mm. Yeah, she like touches her whole body. She's like, where did he touch you? And she touches yeah. her, whole bo- her whole body. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, he told me that I needed to move my thigh up here or yeah. something. He was placing me in the drawing position or yeah. whatever. Whatever. Audrina's pissed. She tells Arden. Arden's like, we have to deal with this, but let's not tell the cops. Yeah. We're just going to do it. Ruin business. Everything he is so talking about. fucking repetitive. He's very Everything repetitive. Everything he says is sign it over to me. You're going to fuck up our business. You have no idea how hard it is to do business, you stupid woman. Only men can do business. I am out there businessing so yes. hard day by day, night by night. You have no idea. I have to go on so many business dinners with business people. Oh, my God. Okay. so Business, business, business. I took a picture of something he also says. Mm-hmm. He also like, I mean, I guess one time they have sex and she comes three times. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was like very confused about what exactly that was he on was the doing grave. to her. That was when he started no, raping no, no, no. her. He, she comes multiple times in this book. In this book? Yeah. Oh. Remember when he like makes love to her? Yeah. So. Oh, you mean not the first time when we when have he straight to up rapes her? rape her again? Okay. Do you want to hear what he says? Yes, I do. I had no doubt that a man as virile as I am would be the re- not be the reason we're not succeeding in getting you pregnant. I don't shoot blanks, he bragged. Of course, I wondered what that meant. I knew that he'd had girlfriends when he was off at college. Did he get someone pregnant? Was there a child of his somewhere? How do you know? I asked and held my breath. He just shrugged. A man knows. Look at how well I make love. I taught you everything you need to know about it, didn't I? If you're not satisfied when I do it, you'll never be. He smiled slyly again. I never had a complaint from any other girl. Anyway, let's not worry about it right now. I was practically in tears, but he smiled again and told me, Look at all the money we'll save, not bothering with birth control. There are so many scenes where Arden is saying something and then Audrina is like, 
I was crying, but yeah. he didn't seem to care or notice. Yeah. She is she's crying, straight up crying every conversation. Every conversation they have. she's crying and he's either scolding her, bragging about his sexual prowess, um, or oh, or um like <laughs> flirting with uh, Sylvia. <sighs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's She's so stupid. so stupid and dumb. And I hate Audrina's her. so dumb. I can't believe she didn't see that he was having sex with... I can't... Yeah. So, with Sylvia. So like, blah, blah, blah. Art teacher's driven off. Arden goes and yells at the art teacher. But then they find out that the reason Sylvia looks extra fuckable now is because she's pregnant. Yeah. And Audrina reasonably... Assumes it was Mr. Price. Yeah. Because it had been indicated to her that Mr. Price had touched her. Yeah. So she was like, oh, th that's where it came yeah. from. However, before that happened, Arden had all of a sudden started being extra nice. And she'd walked in on Sylvia being naked in yeah. the morning. And he was like dancing with Sylvia. Yeah. He was like complimenting her, compliments, her. Like kissing her head. Yeah. Whatever. Ew, ew, ew. Remember when... And this is right after he finds out that Sylvia's pregnant. Well, first, okay. He he's like, oh, what we can do is like pretend it's your baby. And Audrina's like, what the shit? Yeah. What? Why? And then he's like, okay, just don't worry about it. We'll think about it. Then he takes them out to dinner and he's like, I got my two beautiful girls. He's all jovial. He's all happy. He's like, look at me. I have the white fern girls. Oh my goodness. And then a guy from like work comes over at the restaurant and he's like, oh, uh, hey, uh, what are you out for this occasion for? And Arden's like, well, we're celebrating because Audrina's pregnant. Like without even being like, we're going to do this plan for sure. He's like, Audrina's yeah. pregnant. And she's like, what the shit? She just lets everything happen to her. Yeah. And so then he brings in this like, regis like registered nurse, Mrs. Matthews, Who's like, don't worry, I'm a fucking bitch and I'm going to take care of everything. Yeah. And she like helps Sylvia through the pregnancy, but they're making Audrina wear a pregnant suit. Yeah. So that it looks like she is also pregnant. And they're also making her act like she's pregnant while she's at home, which is weird. To convince Sylvia that she is in fact pregnant. And to so convince herself. It's so fucking stupid yeah they're like um they're like well when the baby Otherwise, comes you're gonna have to act like a mom and you're not acting like one now and, and it's like, like i'm fucking you not truly be attached to your baby unless you pretended you were pregnant for nine months and ate all the same foods and also weren't allowed pain meds for the baby and had to lay in bed because sylvia starts to have like a hard time being pregnant so you also have to lay in bed also like they do this whole ruse where um they they're like okay we're gonna have this big like all like to do where you and the nurse are gonna go to the grocery store uh -huh. you're gonna like have a tummy ache and then that's gonna be like the last time you'll be seen out so she has to go and like then she runs into somebody who's like hey have you heard of like that like mr price had a stroke and she's like what mrs hater yeah who the used to be principal the principal of the high school but actually it's just that audrina insists on finally being let to go out of out. the house. Yeah. And then they run into Mrs. Hader. And then Mrs. Matthews comes up with the brilliant idea. Yeah. Of staging this big having trouble with the pregnancy scene. Yeah. She's like, act like you can't get your breath. 
Mm-hmm. And Audrina's like, I kind of can't because this is weird. Because you're like giving me a panic attack yeah. because you're insane and I'm letting this insanity happen. Yeah. Then they like get a a store clerk to like help her to the car and like the whole town is like buzzing about how Audrina's having this tricky pregnancy. Uh-huh. And then like she can't like then she's like super sleepy all the time and she finds out that Mrs. Matthews has been tranking her. Yeah. And Arden's like, yeah, she had my permission. And it's like, okay, but like, it's not a like, get your husband's permission to tranquilize your wife. It's not like a thing that happens or works or is good. Also, like, did you have trouble understanding when this book was taking place? Yes. Because at one point she's wearing jeans. And I was like, wait, what? Well, because the first book was the 70s. Okay. So this would be the 80s. Okay. So wearing jeans isn't So jeans and a, and a pullover top. I just don't I picture think. anyone in that family wearing any kind of like modern No, clothing. like they're all wearing like little frilly petticoats. Yeah, this is like <laughs> fucking Grey Gardens. Yeah. Like they're all wearing like pants as hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're all wearing pants as hats. Yeah. And she goes to the grocery store and they're like, oh, I love your new pants as hats. <laughs> as hats. Uh, and oh, and the do- the RN woman is like super mean the mm-hmm. whole time. She also makes both the sisters like move to bedrooms that are downstairs. Yeah. And the reason she's willing to do it is because Arden has something on her. Mm-hmm. And he won't tell and Audrina he won't what. Fucking say what it is. She's a giant bitch. So finally the baby fucking comes. And then they just immediately hand it to Audrina. And, and Sylvia's like Adele. catatonic. Yeah. And Sylvia, I thought Sylvia was gonna die. Me too. But she ends up being fine. Yeah, she's fine. And then. What do they do about her like need to nurse? Breast pump. That's what they were like not saying. They're it. not letting her nurse. It's straight up Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, no, this is They're weird. Handmaid's yeah. Tailing Sylvia. Yeah. And yeah. she like doesn't know. That's true. She doesn't understand. All she knows is that Papa's been telling her a baby's coming and it's like very exciting and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Yeah. And then, uh, so then Audrina's like, okay, the baby's born. You said you would tell me what the secret is once the baby's born. He's like, yeah, you better sign over that 51%. And she's, she's like, like no. finally, no. I know. Tell me the fucking answer and then maybe we'll talk. It's the only time in the whole book where she's like, no. Yeah. I will not be put off. Give me a goddamn answer. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, so you know how I like saw the boys that raped you? Well, that RN, like her son was one of them. And I promised that I wasn't going to tell the police. And she was like, what the goddamn shit? You knew? You knew and you didn't fucking tell me? And then they start like kind of struggling on the same stairs that everybody fucking dies on. They're kind of struggling. Uh, He... No, first... Fucking Mrs. Price comes over. <gasps> oh, wait, wait, okay. Before that, yeah. Before, before any of that's found out, Mrs. Price comes over, and she's like, "Well, I think it goes find out about Mrs. Matthews." No, oh, no, no. I think it's passes. before. You think it all happens that one night? I think so because she is pretty mad that night. I thought it was all. I thought it was different. Nights. No, because, but oh, it, you're probably the 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 thing that happens with Mrs. Price is. That she finds out who the dad is of the baby. Yeah. So she's mad at him for that, which I think she doesn't know yet about the That's what I'm Matthews saying. Thing. It's like, yeah. I think the Matthews things, that comes first. Because she's like, 
Yeah, we'll talk about the papers. No, I think you're right. It's switched. I think she brings She doesn't it up know at the about the Matthews time. thing. Yeah, she's not as mad about the... Because when she finds out really, about... it's just like, I'm about to confront you about yeah. Sylvia anyway. Give me some fucking mm-hmm. answers. Yeah. yeah, that's why. You're right. So before that happens, Mrs. Price comes over and she's like, hey, um, uh, I just need you to know that like... Since my husband's dead now, well, like, I promised him... I had to tell you guys that like he got really like his life was ruined because of what you guys did. Well, it's like he was shamed. his life was ruined because of what he, he did, did. And you should feel bad about yeah. that. <laughs> and they're like, and Audrina was like, like, what? She's like, I don't care about this thing. Like, yeah, maybe you don't know, but like, I don't care. I'm going to tell this secret. That baby is your husband's. And Mrs. Price is like, oh, uh, wow, this is really embarrassing. Um, he did not have sperms. He didn't have any sperms because he was his out of sperms. testicles are not there. With cancer. Yeah. They were removed well, he, or he, something. He's like infertile. It was like the, yeah, the cancer made him infertile. Yeah. Um, so, so that's when Audrina finally I know. fucking puts it together. Finally. Yeah. She's like, oh my God. You do have the 90s stuck in I your know, head. <laughs> I know. And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And the whole time I'm like, we all knew 30% in this book. Like this, why, why this whole book you you didn't. So she's like, I can't believe this. You fucked Sylvia Arden. You raped Sylvia. And he's like, yeah, and I'll do it again because I want a son. Ew. Yeah. Fuck. And yeah, yeah, he, he like, he gives, he's like, the jig is up like instantly. Yeah. He's like, oh, well. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. Because I want a son and you should be happy. Yeah. And you Audrina, have a little baby. You're welcome. And then now Audrina, you have a purpose. Sign over that 51%. And then that's when she's like, tell me the thing. And mm-hmm. then he's like, uh, I know who raped you and I'm not going to turn them in because I'm getting something out of it. And she's like, holy fucking shit. I'm pissed. And she she's like, you got to move out. That's what she's like. You have to leave. I don't well, care. <sighs> but she did already know who raped her. She remembered. Remember? Because she's like, I put a hex on your house. Oh, yeah. But I think it was that, like, she was hoping that he would have reported it because his whole thing what in the beginning was like I, they were boys that I don't know who they were. And like, I'm sorry, but I saw it happen. Um, so I guess maybe she's like he should have like stood up for me and like, I guess pointed them out. I blame the ghostwriter for this. Yeah, it's, it's I think it's his fault. Holes. I think he wasn't putting it together. He's like, oh, and then it'll be like. Uh, like he he had it on the mom that like her son raped him. Yeah, but she called out who all the boys were because they come, all attacked her in the woods. How come? Yeah, I remember she like they just never them. didn't. They never did anything because then she was an adult, right? And then also like because like and then again like the mom doesn't really have to worry because like time is way up for legal recourse. Yeah. Well, I mean, is there is there a What's the statute of limitations for yeah. a violent crime? I think. Okay. And wow. So it's different per state. Mm-hmm. Um, 34 states have a statute of limitation. Statute of limitations. Uh, three to 30 years. Three years? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I think there should never, for violent crimes, I think there should never be a statute of limitations. Agree. Um, Hawaii is six years. 
California recently voted to repeal its 10-year limit on all felony sexual abuses. Oh, good. Bill still has to pass Senate and governor before it becomes law. Alabama has no statute. Alaska has no statute. Arizona has no statute. Hmm. Uh, then it's Arkansas. They're in the South. I just don't remember which what? state. Arkansas has six years for first degree. Oh, I see. Second degree. I thought it was second time, third time when I was reading it. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so anyway, Audrina of the first book knew who raped her. Right. So that being a whole thing in this book makes no sense. Yeah. Because then she she knew too. She knew too. She also could have done something about it. Yeah. So blah, blah, blah. That's like the big thing. Oh, and also like she helped him take care of a college pregnancy. Oh, the 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 nurse. So, yeah, Mrs. Matthews, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So he's just been cashing in on this rape knowledge for decades. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're fighting. He goes up the stairs. And Audrina's kind of like in front of him. And, and he's like hurting her. Yeah, he grabs her and he's like shaking her. Yeah. And then Sylvia comes over and she's just like, you're hurting Audrina. And just straight up pushes Arden down the stairs. Yeah. He dies. Just like. Every fucking other person in this fucking yep. house dies by falling downstairs. Yep. Police come and she's she's they she she convinces Sylvia to think that she tried to help Arden. Mm -hmm. And then like we happily ever after. Yeah. And then it's her and Sylvia, Sylvia and, and Adele. And Adele the baby. And they yeah, they live happily ever after. I I don't it makes she has no, she has like none of the same thoughts. Arden, while he was like a horrible monster in the first book, he was also really lovesick, like so in love with Audrina, worshipped the ground she walked on, treated her generally, like put her on a pedestal, which was its own form of mistreatment. Mm -hmm. He is like, he does not care about her in this book. No, he Why? doesn't care at all. Why? And why is she letting her dad off the hook entirely? It's like the tone yeah. of this is like, oh, my dear papa. Oh, he's yes. left me and we're all so bereft. Of yeah. And Sylvia was ever so attentive to him. And now she misses him ever so. It's so fucking stupid. The man crazy. put Audrina in a rocking chair every night, took her to a fake fucking grave. Yeah. She ends the last book really upset with him. Yeah. So then, what, for the next decade, he got a free ride? He got a free pass on yeah. having done that? No. Not unless you give me details about what those 10 years were like. Yeah. That's the thing. I was like, what happened in these 10 yes. years? Because, yeah, a lot can well, happen in 10 years. But, like, you need to explain why Audrina has regressed drastically. So hard. Um, no one is a full character like they were in the first book. Yeah. Arden, everybody's just broad strokes. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. There's no creepy tone to things. It's not the gothic melodrama. No. no. That V.C. Andrews is actually known for. There's no. I don't no know how this man was chosen as the ghostwriter. There's no atmosphere in this book at Zero. all. Zero. It literally, like, it is like a fucking vacuum. And like in and for for the, the the book is called White Fern. In these in this in my sweet Audrina, the house is almost a character. Yeah. And he like pretends he like pays lip service to that for like two seconds. But 
half the time I don't even know what room they're in unless they're in the cupula. Cupula. What is that? Capola. 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 Cup of noodle. So there's like a page. Guilt, in fact, hovered in every corner of White Fern, our family home, like invisible spider webs trapping every happy thought to make sure that unhappiness dominated our lives. I'd wanted to run from the mansion and never set foot in it again when I learned the horrible truths that had been whirling around me all my life. The grave for the so-called first Audrina was in the White Fern Cemetery nearby, a grave I was taken to often to visit and hear about this mythical sister. The grave was, in fact, empty. What an elaborate ruse. Who wouldn't want to get as far away from it all as fast as she could? I had to find a deep well of forgiveness from which to draw the understanding and tolerance that would enable me to continue to live here, to accept Arden again, to pity my father and even my ruthless, jealous cousin Vera, who I discovered really was what she claimed to be, my half-sister. Blah, blah, blah. They'd all fallen down the stairway, blah, blah, blah. It was as if Whitefern wanted to dole out justice or attack deception and had the power to do so. Maybe such thoughts had flashed through Papa's mind when he stumbled backward on the stairway. It wasn't difficult to accept the idea that my family home was alive and conscious of all the intrigue and pain that went on within it. It was and remained right up to today an impressive Victorian gingerbread house. And then it describes the features of the house. But it seems like obsessed with like Arden was trying to modernize and Adrena and her father were against it. That's all that's said about the house for like the whole rest of the book. Yeah. In in My Sweet Audrina, like there was feeling to the house. Like there was so attitude much. and mood yes. and like the like what what about the like she's like, oh yeah, there's like a sexual painting on the wall. It was like it. But like God, remember the, the parlor book, where yeah. like where the the photo of um of Aunt Mercy Marie in mm -hmm. in that parlor, and then like the sh the fainting couch where the mother would read romance novels, mm -hmm. and like and the later oppressive... Vera would masturbate on yeah. and make Katrina watch her. Yeah, yeah. The, but none of so the feelings much happens of... in VC Andrews books. Yeah, and three things happen in this, but they happen for the entire book. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no depth. V.C. Andrews is so descriptive. And there were passages in, in the V.C. Andrews books that I'm like, oh, this is a really beautiful passage. She was an excellent, like, she had a way with words. Yeah. Like, um, the, the beginning sentence of My Sweet Audrina. Yes. I meant to bring both books and I yeah. fucking forgot. But it's like where time was as irrelevant as memories mm -hmm. and and... So um thing something. Well, and the flowers in the attic too. The beginning sentence of that is beautiful. Yeah. It, she sets a damn tone. This book the tone is of written this so is poorly. Cardboard. It's literally like a person telling you what happened in a book. Yeah. It's like it's like a short story from 1890. Yeah. Where yeah. you're just hearing secondhand a story that the narrator was told. Yep. Um, so I there was just another part of uh Arden being terrible. Uh, uh -huh. I immediately started up to the cupola to tell Sylvia and to talk to her about our lunch. But the phone rang before I reached the stairs. It was Arden. Apparently, telling him I had called had become possible for Mrs. Crown. What? He said sharply when I answered the phone. What? Can't you at least pretend to be courteous, Arden, and ask how I am first? I'm busy, Audrina. There's no time for small talk here. I know women feed on small talk like birds on grass seed, but it is a particularly busy day. There's been a big drop in crude oil this morning. You know what crude oil is? 
he asked, raising his voice, bloated with sarcasm. Stop it, Arden. Of course I know what crude oil is. I called to tell you I'm arranging for an art tutor for Sylvia. I'll be paying him from the household account. Waste of money, he said. What about the papers I wanted you to sign? He's just a piece of shit. That's all he says the entire book. Here's another part. It's just that over and over. Turn, uh, women turn pale, homely mugs into faces a man would at least glance at. Of course, when they wash it off, he'd rather not be there. Then he leaned over to whisper. That's why most men like to make love to their wives in the dark. Ugh. Ugh. He's not ardent. He's not ardent. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know, but he fucking sucks. He's terrible. He sucks and he's one note. That's the thing. At least Arden I don't even sucked know what and he like seemed like. real. I have no idea. What does anyone look like at one point or another? The only person described described is Sylvia. Yeah. And, and it's all about beautiful how beautiful boobs. she is. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even what know what Audrina with, looks like anymore. Why has Audrina forgiven everyone so hard? Yeah. That whole deep well of forgiveness that she found within herself. And yeah. then the way she compares her upbringing, which was fucking awful yeah it was insane like she hated those tea parties everyone was torturing her by not telling her uh, like a normal passage of time she hated sitting in that rocking chair yeah her dad was weird and would like pinch her on the butt oh yeah i mean just pinch women on the butt. oh yeah he would like sneak pinch butts yeah yeah like as a form of like i own your yeah 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 yeah, yeah. type thing and then all of a sudden, no, it's not like that at all. I bet he book. didn't read My Sweet Audrina. I'm trying to. Okay. So she's comparing her life now to her life then. And I missed blah, blah, blah. My mother, Aunt Elsbeth, Vera, despite her jealousies, and of course, Papa to keep me company. My real entertainment came from watching all of them interact. How I looked forward to the Tuesday teas when Aunt Elsbeth and Mama resurrected Aunt Mercy Marie. It was major entertainment. Sometimes Vera would be nice and we would play a game together. And I did feel like her ally when her her mother punished her or scolded her for something she did wrong. The point was that during my confinement, there were other people. Their laughter bringing smiles to my face. I was even fascinated by the arguing. Now there was mostly silence in my confinement. The things I would hear were mostly the memories of old voices. I feared the flood of nightmares, forbidden dreams, invading both my waking hours and my sleep. Wh- what? Also, you looked forward. No, you didn't. To you, the fucking teeth. She and Vera Those like, were like hid a fucking abstract nightmare. Yeah, where no, they would her hide. Mom and aunt. Yeah, would sit, get drunk, and talk. For their sister, Mercy Marie. No, their aunt. There was, no, their sister. No, it was their aunt. She was older. I thought it was their sister. No. Okay. So it's For their aunt. aunt. Mercy, I thought it was only no, Adrena's, Adrena's aunt, great Mercy aunt. Marie. Okay. Yeah. So they would pretend to be the aunt. Yeah. They would, but all of the things they said as the aunt were to insult each other. Yeah. It was, it was a nightmare. They forced Adrena to go to those teas. And Audrina would skip school to go to the teas because she was fucking crazy and wanted she to be wanted to be part of for it. that. But they didn't play games. No. They never played games also, together. Audrina Vera wasn't nice to her. Vera would do things like take porn magazines, cut up all the oh, photos, yeah. and then 
coat them in glue and lay them on Audrina's bed so that when Audrina went to even move them off her bed, they would stick to her fingers. And then she'd call Audrina's, their father in and be like, look, Papa, she's been looking at porn. Remember when I arranged for her rape? Yeah. That was Vera. Yeah. Vera also like would constantly like Audrina was constantly scared of Vera. And we don't, we don't have any of that in this book. No, she's completely forgiven Vera. Vera tried to kill her. Maybe it's like rose colored Many glasses. times. No, what it's like is like he's never read he's My never Sweet read Audrina. My <laughs> That's what it's like. He's never. Yeah. Or he read it when he first got hired as the ghostwriter. Yeah. And then in 2005, he was like, eh, I probably don't need to read that again. Yeah. That's insane. It's but also how could you forget? To be like sometimes Vera would be nice to me and we'd play games. How I looked forward to the entertainment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, no. Unacceptable. It it was there are only like four characters in this book, too. Yeah. Maybe even just three. So we've got Audrina, yeah. Sylvia, Arden. Arden. And then the um, Mr. Price, Mrs. Matthews, Mrs. Price. Mrs. Hader, and then that one guy who talks to them at a restaurant. Yeah, and his dad. So like eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half characters. Yeah. But I mean, also like 90% of the book is only Arden and Audrina and Sylvia. Yeah, in the house. In the house. They don't even Pretending that Audrina is pregnant. She like never leaves. That's what she's talking about in that passage I read. She's like, at least back then there was entertainment and the happy smiles of my crazy family. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, no. It was like a hell house. (laughs) It was a hell house. And like (laughs) she lived in like a fun house where like the mirrors distorted everyone. Yeah. Time had no meaning. There was no like she She never knew how old she was. Never knew how old she was. People acted insane and she didn't know why. Vera was always like make like doing all these weird sexual things taunting her about having been gang raped and not remembering it. yeah she was always trying to remind audrina of it yeah she was trying to remind her of her trauma and then damien would get pissed off and beat the shit out of vera who had brittle bone disease so she was she like constantly broken bones it's like that's the house she's looking back to going oh to be young again i know <laughs> Also, like, the fact that she has to wear a fucking fake baby bump for also, okay, you Uh know the part where she, like, uh, Sylvia's, like, about to give birth, Mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, the baby's kicking, and then she feels Audrina's stomach and, Mm -hmm. like, does not realize it is fake? Yeah. How does she not realize it's fake? She's very dumb. She's very dumb. She's fake dumb, though. Yeah, it's not real. No, no one in this book is realistic. No. And it's not She's in a Ralph fun Lickham way. Dumb. It's not in a fun way like a real V.C. Andrews book where it's no. like everyone's off the rails. Like, in that episode of My Sweet Audrina we did, yeah, we both felt mentally fucked up. Yeah. It took us a good couple of weeks to recover. Also because... From having read that book. Because it was also... Because it was well-written and it was fucked up. Yeah. I think... And like the characters were so three-dimensional that yeah. like... Like, you did feel bad for Vera, even though she was straight up evil. Like, I felt bad for her for sure. Yeah. Even though she was evil, evil, evil. And then all of the other, like, triggering stuff in it. This book, fucked up things happen in it, but, like, I... It's so... I felt nothing. It's so... 
it's like so surface. Yeah. I would still rather be fucked up and triggered reading my sweet Audrina than bored and kind of triggered reading White Fern. Re- this is, my, the, I mean, certainly there were moments where I was like, oh, mm, yeah, but that, I feel bad now. The, the thing that I felt though with my sweet Audrina was like, oh God, right? With this book, I was like, ugh, how dare you, ghostwriter? Yes. How dare you write yes. about this shit that you have no idea what the fuck you're writing about? And he doesn't even go into how it emotionally affects her. No. No At one feels all. anything. No one feels anything. The only thing Audrina feels is like, what? Why? Yeah. That's Audrina's and like, but Papa. narrative the whole book. What? Why? We have to do what Papa wants. Papa That's wanted it. this. Papa wanted this. She, even while Audrina was being fully gaslit, gaslighted in my sweet Audrina she was at least fighting against it and fighting to get information and pushing back on people yeah and like questioning things she's fully like yeah I'll pretend I'm pregnant I guess is it just that she's like tranked the whole time she's not tranked the whole time though just like most of it just at the end yeah (laughs) just most of it just at the end yeah because she doesn't even beginning in the end yeah, because she doesn't keep taking those pills. Right. Which that was a whole other thing. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. I this would say definitely do not sucks. read this book. I do never, not read this book. Yeah. People were telling us to read this book and they were like, oh, by the way, though, the ghostwriter wrote it. So it's not as good. We're not reading another of Not as these good does not book. fucking cover it. No. This, like, is this is laughable. Bad. It is bad. It is not VC Andrews bad. No, it is just boring bad. It was really boring. I hated it. I hated it and I was mad at him. So wait, so we have to figure out which of the VC Andrews books are actually written by VC Andrews. I found a list at some point. But so I know he wrote Ruby and I I read the first page of that cuz I'm reading this and I'm like that's not how it happened. So I went back and I skimmed my sweet Audrina and I was like, yeah, that's not how it happened. Yeah. And then I went and I read like the first page of Ruby. And this is Andrew Niederman? Yeah. Okay. And Ruby sounded more like it. So, it, But White Fern was written in 2005, right? It was written like... White Fern was written in 2015. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Or 16, me. I want to say. So he's old. <laughs> Yeah. And he hasn't read a VC Andrews Andrews book in VC Andrews. VC Andrews book in years, let alone my sweet Audrina. That's my guess. Because otherwise, what the fuck? 2015. So, okay, yeah. So it started with Dawn in nineteen ninety, right? That was him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm trying to I'm looking here to see Oh, it wasn't until the nineties? I thought even in the eighties he was Apparently it started in nineteen ninety with Dawn. Um, I'm looking here to see. Oh, interesting. So she became seriously ill while writing the Castile series. Mm-hmm. So she tried to finish so that she could before she died. Uh, she she started really quickly writing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she couldn't finish in time. So the final books in the Castile series are his, his, and then Dawn is with starting with him. Um. Okay. So who wrote what? Let's see. Uh, so she wrote Flowers in the Attic, Petals on the Wind, If There Be Thorns, Seed of Yesterday, My Sweet Audrina, Heaven, and Dark Angel, and Gods of Green Mountain. He wrote, oh, this is of what? I'm sorry, this is of a select amount of books. 
Somebody told us to read, I think, Garden of Shadows because that's the grandmother's story from the mm, Dollenganger that's series. That's Niederman. I'm not reading it then. Fallen Somebody Hearts, told us Gates to read it and I was like, oh, I'd love to read her story. I'm not reading it. Interesting. Okay. I refuse to so read this So he wrote Ruby? Heads. Yeah, I think so. Who? I have Ruby. Me too. I bought it because the back of the book seemed crazy. Yeah. Is that the one with the witch doctor person? Yeah, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I saw you had it and then I got yeah. it too. I bought it for like 79 cents at a hey, me like too. thing. Yeah. Dang. I, uh, it I, was so bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Look, I want to cover, I want to cover those books. You guys, mm-hmm. I refuse to go through this again. This was, these were, this was pretty badly it was written. offensive. This was like the laziest I've ever seen of any kind of ghostwriter. And we read the Hardy Boys books. Yeah. More happens in a Hardy Boys book. I'd rather read a Hardy's Boys book than this. Again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I want to, like, find a complete Sweet list. Sweet Valley High has more Sweet Valley High plot. is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, here we go. Complete VCA, the library. Is this what you found? Oh, my God. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So this is, oh, they put a little heart next to books written completely by V.C. Andrews before her death in 1986. And then Diamond Oh, I thought she died earlier. Written by the ghostwriter. Uh, and then all books after and including Dawn are written by Andrew Niederman. So she wrote all of Dollenganger except for Garden of Shadows. Damn it. She wrote My Sweet Audrina, 2016 as White Fern. Last year? He wrote this shit Two years last ago. year? Two years ago. It's 2017. <laughs> he wrote this last year? <laughs> oh my God, um, I forgot what year it was. Cutler. Yeah, Ruby's by him. Landry, Logan. The Orphans, The Wildflowers. So she didn't write very many books. No. So she had a bunch she of started outlines late that he... And she yeah. died younger. Yeah. Younger. 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 Missed the G in there. Young Hum is back. Do you remember that song? No. Was it... Smang it, girl. Smash yeah. it and bang it. No. <laughs> Come on, it's smang it, girl. Smash it and bang it. No. What is that? I'm not sure. You look so proud of he yourself. Does a, he though. does like a dance move with it, um, where he like claps Smang his hands. It, girl. He like claps his hands and like does like a like a hula hoop motion with uh-huh. his hips. Right when he says "smang," so he's like "smang it, girl, smash it <laughs> and know, bang it." But you have the biggest smile on your face. <laughs> I haven't thought of Young Hama in a long time. <laughs> young Hama's back. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I, that's a bummer. I didn't realize so many of those VC Andrew books were were yeah were him oh my god yeah wow it's really only Dollenganger and my sweet Audrina this is a serious no here okay so she wrote heaven and dark angel from Castile and then he wrote fallen hearts gates of paradise and web of dreams I heard heaven is dope as shit I I heard it's really good I want to read all of her books yeah me too so we'll read all of her books he He can can he can go to hell he can go to hell don't make me read about rape I know like what did I say? Like 60 pages, 70 yeah. pages. Yeah. And also and like, like without any understanding also, of what it puts a person through. Yeah. And without any reaction on her part, she's just like, oh, that was a bit rough. Yeah. She's like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. And he's like, I don't give two shit. <laughs> he's like, I don't give two shits. Now I'm going to oh, go rape your sister. He's like, oh, you want a fucking baby? Thrust, 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 done. Ew. Yeah. Mm. And he keeps saying baby. Yeah. It's really 
really, really despicable. Really disgusting. With no kind of gothic, like, romance no, atmosphere. Yeah. None at all. No. Awful, awful, awful. No, like, poetry to the writing. None. No one has any depth. It seriously reads like... Everyone is just mean. She, the way that Everyone Audrina... Everyone is mean or dumb. The way that Audrina talks is how a Goosebumps uh, narrator talks. Yes. It's very, like... This happened, then this happened, and I couldn't believe it. I yeah. guess Arden really was bored. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible book. Terrible book. Um, but happy 100th episode, Lindsay. Happy 100th episode. I wish it were a better one. I know. <laughs> I wish it were a better book. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we it's should just say, how it worked out. Yeah, we should just say at the top, don't bother reading it. Should we yeah. do some voicemails? Yeah. Let's do some damn voicemails. Let's do some G-damn voicemails. GD. GD voicemails. Hey guys, um, my name's Brittany and I just wanted to tell you guys my embarrassing, uh, teen story. I guess I was barely a teenager. Uh, this was back in junior high. Perfect. And, um, for just a little bit of background, I was obsessed with the same guy since probably this grade. Amen. And girl. in about eighth grade, he learned who I was. <laughs> oh, no. So, Did he even know you existed? <laughs> I remember at one point I got a pimple on my nose uh-huh. and it wasn't even that bad, but okay. I flipped out uh-huh. and I asked my stepmom, I said, hey, can you please get me something to make this go away? Because this guy finally knows who I am and I need to get this pimple gone immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got me some, um, like, I don't even know what it was, but it dried my skin all of the way out. (laughs) All of the way out. (laughs) And this pimple wasn't even on, like, the tip of my nose. It was on the bridge of my nose, directly between my eyes. Um, So eventually, I had a huge patch of dried, like, looked like a scab right between my eyes. And um, just uh, to let you guys know how creepy I am, I had memorized his class schedule so that oh, I yeah, could yeah, 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 yeah. randomly bump into him and be like, oh, hey, casual, yeah, 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 you know, course, flirting. Smart, smart. And so I decided to take a different way so that I could avoid him because I didn't want him to see yeah, me looking smart, super smart. hideous. Sure, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it, his <laughs> class was in the library that day and they no. came out and he stopped and started to talk to me. He looks at me and goes, oh, hey, wait. You have something on your nose. No, no, no. I'm dying inside. No. He reaches yeah, down you were. and no. taps my nose. No. And pushes the entire stab <gasps> off of my nose. <gasps> it just slides clean off. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. He said, Oh. Oh no. <laughs> and uh um I don't no. really remember anything after that no. because I think I melted <laughs> into a puddle of embarrassment. Holy so. fucking shit. <laughs> no, so I Brittany. Oh. That? Girl, we've been Anyways, there. I love the show. Love you guys. Thanks for making this and making a public domain theater. Aww. Uh, yeah, keep it creepy. Oh, keep you creepy. too, girl. I oh want to know what happened. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is so... Wow. That Holy fucking, fucking that is shit. My nightmare. No, it is my nightmare. Also, it sucks when like, because I've had that happen before where like uh, when I was in high school, if I like, I, you know, the, the ways that you try to cover up zits a lot of times if you're inexperienced, it like does not look yeah, good. Makeup does not help with a serious scab. Yeah. And I remember like doing that and then 
I remember people being like, you have something on your face. And I'd be like, no, it's literally like it's stuck to my face. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Uh, holy shit, girl. Oh, you're stronger oh, for it now. Wow. Though. Yeah. And also you're what so a douchebag. The fact that he reached over and touched your face is inappropriate. I think that seemed real promising that he would be like, oh, you have something on your face. Let me just get oh. it. But then it was a full on scab. And then he was like, oh, and that's not fair. No, that's, that's not, not fair. fair. That's not fair. There is no God. It wasn't like cute frosting. It was a dried up scab. Yeah. That sucks. I'm so sorry. Girl, we've all been there, <laughs> oh, though. Brittany. Okay. All right. This next one is from it is addressed to Team Creek. <laughs> Team Creek. Team Creek in the house. Hi, Team Creeps. I have an embarrassing story from my senior year of high school. Um, it was Valentine's Day, and somehow my best friend convinced me to go along with her and her boyfriend to some, like, outdoor mall, situ- like the shopping center mm-hmm. situation. And, yeah, that was awkward because it was three of us. <laughs> yeah. I was obviously not in the relationship. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but um, one of my friends who I had a crush on, he came out with this other guy. And, um, you know, nice. so I didn't have to be the third wheel. He saved me. Nice. And uh, eventually we kind of went off on our own. Nice. And then he proceeded to tell me no. that he knew I had, that I had a crush on him. No, what? what? And then oh, he did no. not believe in high school relationships. Uh, what? And so I just kind of went, oh, okay. Why did he even come? I was being really sly with my crush. And uh, apparently I was not. I was not. What a piece of shit. What a turd bucket. About my crush. What a little he knew dick. He rejected me. And what a then shitty way to do on, it. Later on, I graduated high school. I stopped talking to him. Realized he was a really big asshole. Yeah, yeah I was. And haven't thought about him at all since. So I needed to think of a... <laughs> but yeah, that was my yeah, uh, one of my many guy. embarrassing stories. Oh my God. Uh, from high school. Thanks and stay creepy. You too. Oh my God. What a sack of shit. What? Who is like, I don't believe in high school relationships. Why? Why go off? Why even come? Why even even come to that? From the group. Stay with the group then. Stay with the group. He's like, I have to tell her this. Maybe he's trying to be. Do you think he was trying to be like more entrancing? Like more mysterious? My guess is he was trying to be. Like, way too proactive <laughs> about making sure. Like, he might have been, like, he was probably trying to make it clear mm-hmm. that it, like, wasn't now their date. And then he turned into the shittiest piece of shit possible. Yeah. I don't believe in high school relationships. You're a liar. What a little shit bucket. You're a stupid liar. Did- <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, You're better off without him. Yeah. I'm glad you realized that. I'm glad that. you realized that. I hate him for you. Yeah. Okay. We've got, we'll do two more. Do you want to do four voicemails? Yeah, let's do four. Because we've been so ne- yeah. like, neglectful. So behind. We're neglectful parents. We're so bad. All right. So this is from Kelly and it is addressed to good old Dean Crepes. Man, Dean Crepes is so popular. We should really be marking yeah. who's in the lead. Oh, yeah. That's a really good idea. I think it's, I think it's Dean Crepes. Uh, Dean Crepes has to be. Hey, Dean Crepes. This is Kelly. Um, Hi, Kelly. We just calling because by uh, some fate worse than death, I remembered what 
life journal was. <laughs> oh my god! I managed to log into my life. Journal oh my god! And found some old poetry of mine. Oh my god! Fuck yeah, you girl, did. girl, girl, I girl. Who would really appreciate this? <gasps> Lindsay and Kelly, they'd understand. <laughs> they'd understand the, the horror. We would. That is about we to will. Yeah. them. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes. So, uh, without further ado, I would like to read you my journal entry oh, bless from you. September 15th, 2004. Oh, bless. Oh, what a time. I was bless. 15 years old, what a and time I had just been dumped by my first boyfriend. Oh, no. oh okay, okay, you okay. little baby. Yeah. The title of this journal entry is Sad Face, Current Mood, Depressed, Current Music, <gasps> Thank current You mood. by Alanis Morissette. Oh, current music. Here we go. Oh, yes. Wow. It just hit me how alone I am. Oh. Stuck with nobody in this crazy world. How am I supposed to live with nobody to fall on? <laughs> I miss being unsingle, together, joyful. But I am a discontent person. <laughs> Will I ever be happy in any situation? Before I felt too close. Now I feel too separate. <laughs> I don't like this unloved feeling. <clears throat> and here is the poem. <laughs> that wasn't so the what, poem. My eyes are dry. You think my smile is real? Can't you oh, see behind this lie? Imagine how I really feel. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Like a broken window, useful to nobody. A pot without a lid, a lock without a key. Oh my god, I love it. Poor man's food bowl. So this feeling won't last forever. But it's running high now. I'll know I know I'll get over being together, but I can't imagine how. A tap without water. I'm a bird who cannot fly. A single morning dove. A blind man's empty eye. A white man's empty eye. Why can't I just cry? Oh. I'm so confused. Half of me is glad I moved on. Half of me never wanted to leave. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm so full of this horrible drama. You are so brave. Oh, God, it's real bad. But I want to thank you, too. Oh, for, my God. Bless uh, your soul. Oh, my God. Reminding me that I am not alone in my terrible teen years. <laughs> Oh my I love your podcast from the beginning. It's amazing. Uh, keep it up. You guys oh, thank you, Kelly. Oh, Bye. God. Kelly, this is. That was so good. That was that was so good. Wait, what was it? A, 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 a poor, poor man's, man's empty, empty bowl. No, a poor man's food bowl. A poor food bowl. <laughs> food bowl. <laughs> food bowl. A blind man's, man's empty, empty eye? No, an old man's, man's empty eye. No, no. Blind man's empty eye. A blind eye. man's empty eye? Something about a food bowl. There's a <laughs> poor, poor man's, man's empty food bowl. Food bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor man's food bowl. <laughs> Where is it? I can't find it. It was so funny because it was like it was a pot so without good. a lid, a key, a lock without a key. key. A poor man's food bowl. <laughs> you know, the one that naturally follows. <laughs> oh, water. God bless. Oh, God bless. You're I amazing. Loved it. You that was amazing. amazing. Mm. Such a good job. What a fantastic oh. job. I'm so glad you rooted around such and found a that. Gift. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> All right, one more. Yeah, one more. This is from Kristen and it is addressed to Hi there, Kelly Kate Time. Nice. Kelly Kate Time. <laughs> Hi there, Kelly and Kay My name is Kristen, and I'm a listener from Philadelphia. Um, I am a dog walker, which is why it probably sounds like I'm extremely out of breath. <laughs> I'm currently being dragged down the street by a tiny French bulldog. Yay, anyway, I um, uh, was questioning what you said. Uh -oh. embarrassing. Okay. Story, but I figured why not. 
and I'm avoiding people on the street to try the story as well. Okay, so I have had extreme okay. generalized anxiety my entire life. Girl, I'll you. Mm-hmm. The social media had gone undiagnosed for about 20 years. Oh, yeah. Um, and my anxiety kind of manifested itself in like stomach sickness whenever I would get extremely anxious, which of course yeah, happens yeah. every single day at yeah. Oh, no. So, one particular day, I'm feeling extremely anxious, not wanting to go to school. I think it was the first week of school, actually. Oh, no. Freshman year of high school. And I had had rice for breakfast in an attempt to settle my stomach. Sure. Which, turns out, didn't help at all. So, I'm in homeroom. I'm feeling really sick. Oh, no. Oh, Our no. high school was, like, particularly strict about leaving or going home. So, I knew oh, no. there was no shot. They were going to let me go home oh, unless no. I called my parents and begged them to call me out. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting there in the desk and... I have that pre-sick feeling. Oh, no. Mouth starts to wear. Yeah. Sorry if I'm getting, like, no, no, no. I know it. Totally descriptive, but no, no. it's my most embarrassing story. Do so it. I figured I'd really amp up the embarrassment. And it also happens that my next class was Spanish with a guy I had a crush on. Oh, no. Of course. If oh. you can see where this is going. It's highly on. me. <laughs> So, I had this class, and now the feeling is getting even worse. I'm plotting my Okay, the feeling's getting worse. We're losing. I set down her, my books but, and okay, my case and all my crap on my desk. Okay. And then I sit down because not only does my anxiety cause my stomach to be really sick, but it also it also causes me to panic. And fear that all people hate me. Sure, sure, sure. Uh Um, And especially my teachers. So I didn't want to miss class for fear that my teacher would take it out on me. Yep. So I sit down. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. The three-minute mark hit. (laughs) Okay. But she followed up. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. Cool. So Kristen from Philadelphia rejoins us. And I just realized that that was way too long for a voice message. <laughs> so, continuing, this is Kristen from Philadelphia. And so I'm sitting in Spanish class. My crush walks in. He's an adorable, nerdy, little twink of a thing. Yeah, nice, <laughs> Perfectly yeah, my nice, type. nice, nice, nice. Um, I would say doesn't know I exist, but we actually did that faux dating thing in fifth grade where you kind of exchange numbers and all you do is, like, play Club Penguin on the yes. weekend until you break up. <laughs> <laughs> so he walks in, and all of a sudden, I puke all over my desk, no. you puke all over my books, my oh. pencil case. Oh, no. So much so that it is now spilling over <gasps> onto the floor. No! How? I'm completely mortified. You just had rice. So all I can do is just stand there staring in horror and covering my mouth. Oh, my God. Luckily, we were one of the first couple people in the classroom oh no and this saint of a human being oh puts down all his stuff <gasps> comes over to me asks if i'm okay and then starts picking up <gasps> my books and pencil case oh my God. and bag this is a dream person says, 
go ahead to the bathroom. Oh, my God. I'll take your stuff for you and bring <gasps> it to the office. And now you're married? So he's handling my nearly puke-covered items. Oh, my yeah. God. Which is making me even more embarrassed because but also more nothing in love? says I want to date you like having puke all over your hands. Oh, wow. So he cleans up all my stuff. <gasps> I go to the office. So nice. Mutter out that I've puked all over everything in the classroom. <laughs> and they call my parents to come pick me up. So, long story short, that was the first and not last time that I have puked in no. one of every school that I've ever attended. No. <laughs> what? Sorry if this was really long. Um, I'm a very uncomfortable and bad storyteller. We once had but a nine-part story. if you got a story. laugh out of it, then <laughs> my job here is done. Thank you no, guys grade nine so much for what you do. Oh my gosh. It helps me on my dog walks. And Aww. it makes me laugh anxious. So Aww. stay creepy. Bye. Bye. Oh, wow. thank you so much. Um, what He's, happened with that guy? Yeah, that though. guy sounds like a dream guy. I can't believe you didn't tell us what happened with that guy. He handled all of your puke stuff. Yeah. I gotta know. I, I hope he wasn't horrible and now this is just dredging up more trauma. But that guy sounded... Fantastic. Yeah, he sounded amazing. What a prince. Seri like, seriously, Truly, what a prince. What happened with him? Um, yeah. Like, I I need to know. I need to know where is he? Where does he live? How is he doing? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I'll tell this story real quick. Sure. Um, so I talked about the guy I had a crush on who I worked with at the movie theater. Uh, we went and got breakfast together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was very pleasant and I felt uh, very bad for baby Lindsay mm. for um, being so fixated and not letting herself be happy uh. with others. I was like, oh, well, this is very nice and normal. Yeah. This was so normal that what was my problem? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, teenage years teenage are years, hard, they're very hard, especially when you have an undiagnosed depression syndrome. Yes. You know her this? Hey. It's a bang. Oh my god. Hey. Tommy Scratch B. <laughs> Tommy Scratch B. Hey, little lady, how you feeling? It's Hummaboo at the okay. crib. Just chilling. Trying to turn it up. If you can. Okay, how about good. You throw on something sexy and come my way. I got a treat for you when you're going to like it. I hear those giggles. Go ahead and get excited. I hear those giggles. You said that your man is a lame guy. Having sex with him is just like watching paint dry. Damn. I really hope that that ain't true. But if it is, here's what I'm going to do for you. And when you get here, I'm not just going to bang it. I'm going to smash it too. So let's just say I'm going to smang it. Oh my God. Smash it Oh my God. I have this never heard Flint Fossey brings a new energy. It is as if you've made all of this up, but also manifested Oh, here it. he comes, here he comes, Flint Fossey. Okay. Let me smack it, girl. Smash it in. The way I work that kitty gonna make your heart say. Flint Fossey, no, no, go nation. Smash it and bang it, it's my favorite combination. Kiss it to your toes, do you get that sensation? It's a love scene, baby, with no communication. Baby, got minds off now to the next location. Baby, this is real. This has never happened. This was uh, what year? Uh, let's see. 
seven years ago. Oh. 15 million views. Oh. So was this on the radio? No, I just saw it. Okay. Uh, I heard it because this my roommate played sense. it a lot. Okay. Now I see. I would not say this is a top 40 hit. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I truly don't remember this. No, no, no. I no, no. don't know what's happening. Uh, this is a YouTube thing. Yeah. Okay. It's a YouTube song. Um, I mean, for a YouTube song. Yeah. It's pretty. No, it's pretty smanging. I wouldn't have been surprised if it was on the radio. I just yeah. didn't remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna make <laughs> the way I work that kitty, gonna make your heart sing. sing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dear man. God. Um, well, so that was my thank sweetheart you. dream. No, yeah, uh, a, fuck, white a white fern. Well, thank you to our callers. We love, we yeah, love and when we you will call us. Get better about the voicemails. Yeah, we will. Um, um, if you want yeah. to call us, you can do so uh, at your own leisure. leisure. I love that we both said leisure. <laughs> Girl. Uh, do keep in mind that it's three minutes long, but you are welcome to call back. Yeah, you can do part Just one, part like two. Just like a warning that it will cut you off at three minutes. But you can call us at 747-333-6995. Again, that's 747-333-6995. And um, we're going to be doing an unboxing video later today. And if you guys want to send us stuff and be featured (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, in an unboxing video. uh, If you want to give us gifts, uh, you are welcome to. (laughs) Yeah. So we love gifts. We also love letters and all that stuff. Um, if you just want to say hi, uh, that is 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 154, Los Angeles, California, 90027. Uh, and uh, yeah, we love uh, hearing from you guys. So Always. keep doing that. If Thank you want to uh, see what we're reading next week or all the weeks, rather, <laughs> go to check out our reading schedule, teencreepspod.com. We have the books listed there. Again, Please do not feel the need to read the books. You don't have We're to. We just put them there for the people who do want to. Yeah. Um, thank you so much to our Patreon uh, subscribers. Uh, you guys make our show possible. You are basically producers of our show. Uh, we really appreciate um, that you help keep our show alive. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in on that good stuff, it is patreon.com slash teen creeps. And if you want to follow us on social, it is at teen creeps pod. That is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh keep being you. We love you. And uh is that it? We keep we, it creepy. Smack it, girl. <laughs> Do not even. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by dog. Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.